You're the bee in my bonnet. You're the soap in my eye. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Welcome back to Extra Dirty Fleece Podcast. My name is Julia. I am Michelle. And we are back, um, like, so much sooner <laughs> than you probably expected. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you're glad to hear from us. Thank you for being patient as usual. And um, in the spirit of <laughs> spooky season, halloween uh, we are going to be talking about a really fun and potentially scary topic, uh, depending on how much of a weenie you are, I guess, um, that I personally have been wanting to do for a while. But before we get into that, how are we doing, Michelle? <laughs> I feel like every time we record, I'm like, I'm falling apart. I'm falling <laughs> apart. They're all, they're all like, damn. Yeah, I promise sometimes I'm doing well. Yeah, we, we do do well. Like, yeah. on, a, on occasion, you just, like, generally don't hear from us. You always miss it. But, like, I mean, in, in, in the sense of, like, the fact recording makes me excited. Like, mm-hmm. earlier this week, I was like, Michelle, like, we really should record. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it would lift us both out of this depression. Yeah. <laughs> this was definitely a topic that, well, like, strangely lifted me. Yeah, as you'll see, you'll be like, why were you happy to research this? Maybe that's a little weird, but, <laughs> but it's okay. We're just a um, but, yeah, uh, I was texting Lexi the other day, and... I was like, oh, I've been listening to Debt by Eliza McClam, like, on repeat, and I was like, I don't know what that says about my mental state, and she was like, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, girl, you're in the trenches, like, (laughs) The sad music has been playing on on loop, playing, but that's fine. Some of us have therapy this evening, so Mm -hmm. it's gonna get better, and, like, Max and Jake are on a little romantic holiday, so. I have, like, three days off. I know. Fall break. Yeah. Yeah, the checks, I, I guess, like, they fuck with a fall break. Like, I... Yeah, I was asking my student, I was like, so what even is a holiday? Yeah. Friday? <laughs> Why? And she was like, oh, it's when, like, Czechoslovakia came to be, I guess. I really? Like, Sel- what? <laughs> I, like, I guess it is in November. Um, oh, wait, no. But, but that doesn't make any Friday. sense. Oh, wait, no, never mind. It's October. Yeah, I still don't fucking know. And then know. there's just two random school holidays. Yeah. Like they It's it's weekend. kind of giving me President's Day weekend, like in February, yeah. but in the fall, which I like. I'm, yeah. like, down for it. I, um, I won't complain. <laughs> Michelle's like, I'm benefiting. I'm getting paid for benefiting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really nice, honestly. Um. So, yeah, they're, like, away, and Michelle and I are just, like, having a girls' event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe watching a horror movie. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what are our Halloween plans? Do we have anything? Do we know what we're doing? I'm also, like, in the process of changing my costume. Oh, my God. There's Wait, don't, no time. I'm not going to say what my costume is going to be because I think it's going to be fucking slay and I want to reveal it later. True. <laughs> but what, what, wait, are you changing it from what it was going to be? I might. Because my, the costume I was going to, like, make, it requires a lot of effort and I feel like we're only going to. And Michelle's really not feeling effort at this no. moment. Which the other one also requires effort, and I have to, like, source material that... Shit. Wait, less effort or more? It'll be less effort if I find the objects I need. Mm-hmm. I can tell you if you Can you give it. me a clue? Yeah, I want to know. Kate Bush with lines. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be kind of iconic, though, because you were Kate Bush from Pounds of yeah. Love last year. So, like, a return. Yeah. Or and that was, like, a... That. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> There's, I just need to know that. I feel like you could easily find those, though. That's giving, like, dorm room, like, essential. Yeah. Or I'm already home. 
Primark Home. Mm-hmm. I Fuck Alza. I honestly, like, don't really fuck with Alza. Alza's, like, (laughs) European Amazon-ish, sort of. But, yeah, as far as fast fashion goes, (laughs) Michelle... We just... Okay, so I basically wore a pair of Michelle's jeans out on Saturday night, and they're, like, literally the best jeans I've ever put on my physical body. And I was like, I need them, like, now. I was like, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> yeah, Michelle's like, I don't know what fit they are. Like, they're from H&M. And I've worn H&M jeans before. Mm-hmm. And they're just not like this. Like, these yeah. were different. I put these on and I was like, I'm sexy. So, anyway, I was, like, scouring the internet after scouring a physical H&M store and being unable to, like, find anything in my size or, like, seemingly the style yeah. that I was searching for. And I ordered four pairs of jeans, two different styles, two sizes each, because I was like, I don't know what's going to fit me. And I had to return all of them. None of them worked. Um, but it's fine, because I figured out what, what style they are. They're the high-rise straights. So they're the, yes! <laughs> they're amazing. And so I will be ordering a pair shortly. And I, like, got an acid wash one, but I was like, that that's not really, like, my... It's not really multi-purpose. Acid wash is like yeah. They have a rip in the knee too, so I can't really like wear them to work. I That's why like. I got those ones. They're, like they're nice. Yes, they're nice. So, what do we think about Taylor Swift's new album? I love. She loves it. Okay. No skips. No skips. Okay. Honestly, I think there are like maybe a few skips, but the songs I love, I ride for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we made a fun little TikTok. Oh my! <laughs> Follow me on TikTok. I think it's it is literally art. Art. It is art. Like we ate, so get some booze in us. And we an idea we and get like, a creative vision. Like the director jumps out. The director jumped out. Michelle and I were like, "No, you do this. You do that." <laughs> yes, at Michelle Artsenault on TikTok. Make sure to give me a follow um, and a like. <laughs> a like, please. Yeah. Give me a comment. We will be watching. Lower. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that is us. Uh, being silly to karma so which is a bop undisputable bop um she fucking ate anyway um i guess we're we're in a little bit of a well not super time crunch but some of us have have a private lesson to teach in a little bit so uh, and i have a nap to take and (laughs) michelle has a nap to take which is arguably more important But today we are going to be talking about vampirism and sexual cannibalism. Yeah. So, in case you're wondering, like, why we fucking liked researching sexual cannibalism so much, um, mind your business. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I have some reasons. Yeah. I'll, I'll share some reasons. We. It's so honestly so so interesting, and I feel like. We talked about this ages ago, and I can't remember what it was that, like, made me think of, like, wanting to do an episode on this. It was an army hammer, but I feel like when I came up with the thing, it was, like, in the spring, and I was like, oh, like, when Halloween rolls around. And then I was like, oh, my God. When I think of sexual cannibalism, like, I just think of army hammer, which is, like, bad. I just think of praying mantis. (laughs) Or mantis. Yeah, praying mantis. Which, oh, my God. Multiple different Manti. Manti. Yeah, what's the plural there? We're not biologists. We're English teachers. We're English teachers, in case you didn't already know. Should we dive in? Yeah. Um, well, actually, what it, what is... So I researched vampires, the vampire aspect of it, and Michelle mm-hmm. took the sexual cannibalism part. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who was a big YA fantasy girly, mm-hmm. 
I know my fucking way around the vampire lore. Like, let's just fucking put it out there. And I'm not talking about Twilight, although arguably, like, a cinematic masterpiece. I watched it for the first time. <laughs> what a were your impressions? I have so much to say, and I was trying to hold it in while we were watching, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to record. I knew, like, basically nothing about. I knew about the franchise, obviously. I knew, like, Edward How could you versus not? Jacob, Bella, like, all that stuff. But I didn't really know anything else. Like, I didn't know Jacob wasn't really in the first, like, movie or book. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. I was fully expecting, like, vampire versus werewolf in the first movie. Bitch, they have to, like, ease you in. They can't go in, like... No, there's so much lore. <laughs> no Vaseline. Like, you need to lubricate your brain. <laughs> and it certainly did lubricate my brain. <laughs> I won't lie. In in the beginning, I was like, I fucking hate this. I was well, like, this is the thing. This is not like, what is going on? <laughs> Michelle's like, fuck you, three people yeah. making me watch this. Like, <laughs> like they've been telling me for over a year, like you need to watch. We build it up. Twilight. It's kind of our fault. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but the first like twenty minutes, I, I will just say like my love for Twilight. I didn't really, like, I read the first two books, and then I, like, finished New Moon, and I was like, I hate this, and I, I just, like, didn't really fuck with it in terms of, like, Stephanie Meyer's writing style, and obviously Bella is, like, not a fucking likable character, mm-hmm. if, so I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But, like, watching the movies, just from, like, a standpoint of, like, slight irony yeah. is, like, so good. Yeah. It is literally cinema. Like, they that, did something. That is the lens I put into my... Like, you have to have the lens. You have to have a lens. It's like, oh, it's so camp. It's so camp. But at first, I was just like, the way they interacted was so Mm-mm. painful. And I was... They were like, don't worry. Like, they act normally, kind of. Like, they do. Later. Soon. <laughs> Soon. When they first meet, they're both so fucking awkward. And yeah. it's like, physically uncomfortable to watch them and like it's so funny because Kristen Stewart is such a good actress like this is a thing bitches give her hate and I'm like that is Bella Swan's character though like she did it to a T if you read the books she's playing a character you know that Bella Swan is an awkward clumsy one-dimensional like horny bitch like she's so horny and I love her for that you know what I can respect her for that Do I want to be her? No. Will will I consume her content? Yes. (laughs) And then Edward's just, like, in pain because he's like, I don't fucking want to suck this bitch's blood. I also want to fuck her. I know. And this is, like, what we begin to see. Like, I'll get more into Twilight in a little bit, but, Mm -hmm. like, that, like, erotically charged, like, oh my god, like, I want to fuck you, but I also want to, like, eat you. Like, ooh, (laughs) okay. Yeah. But I Uh, will say my my top takeaways, um, I will be watching the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it did get better. Um, Honestly, the second, like, once the fucking wolves come in, like, shit. Yeah, like, I'm kind of excited. The budget also gets so much higher. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it wasn't there for the first movie, yeah. but the blue lighting is, like, really, really interesting. Well, that's their, like, thing. But it's not like that in the other movies. Oh, really? It's not, like, you'll watch it, and the color palette dramatically shifts. The director said, we need to do better. Well, I kind of liked the blue. Like, it did set the scene. I was like, oh, it's so cold and rainy. It gives Northwest serial killer vibes. Like, oh my. But, but the soundtrack, amazing. Uh, and the Tumblr girlies ate in one, that soundtrack. Yeah. They ate. 
One thing about me is uh, I will insert myself into any narrative of any movie I watch. Like, I will find a way to be like, oh, my God, like, that's I'm so her. me. That's, like, so me. And her, like, yearning for this man who's so terrible for her and dangerous. I was like, oh, my God, like, that's so me. <laughs> that's so me. I love to yearn for, except, like, he actually likes her, which is different than what I usually yearn for. But the yearning for a man that you know isn't good for, for you. you i was like that's 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 me. relatable <laughs> wasn't your like the two or the spotify like mood thing last year wasn't yours like yearning yeah like pining wistful yearning. and yearnal, yeah. yearning and mine mine was like bold and something else i don't fucking know it was i remember it was orange and purple but yeah, mine's gonna be yearning this year another year of yearning don't know what that says about me but <laughs> slit my throat ladies and gentlemen uh anyway so according to in the blood by joan akasella akasella it's a new yorker article we kind of see like the emergence of vampire lore kind of starts in eastern europe um which it remains today if you think of like romania transylvania mm-hmm. which i was supposed to be in last weekend uh. myself. um <laughs> It's fine. It's fine, guys. Uh, and it kind of, like, spreads. And contrary to the super sexy sparkling Edward, <laughs> vampires were not originally thought to be beautiful. In fact, they were fucking ugly. <laughs> and often bloated and grotesque and caused a variety of mischief and chaos stealing, such as, like, stealing livestock and firewood, robbing homes, setting fires... Just really casual breaking and entering, arson, you know. The drinking blood thing, like wasn't necessarily like the OG vampire. They were just a little troublemaker. They were just a little troublemaker. Yes, they were just ugly little trolls (laughs) stumbling around the the Slavic countryside (laughs) uh, causing problems. And then in 1816, um, after a night of telling ghost stories with friends, John Polidori wrote The Vampire a Tale when that's spelled V-A-M-P-Y-R-E, because he's aesthetic as fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. Um, and this was released eventually in 1819, and this is the first place where we really see a vampire depicted as this very suave, aristocratic male who <laughs> drinks the blood of virgins, because what the fuck else would he subsist of on, of course, um, and is literally and figuratively fatal to women. <laughs> yes. I know a couple like I, by this definition, I know some fucking vampires. Like, yeah. vampires are real. <laughs> like, fuck. Anyway. Um, and fun fact, if you know, like, Lord Byron or um, Frank, like, Mary Shelley Frankenstein, this night where this ghost story, like, he was with Percy Shelley, Mary Shelley, and Lord Byron, and they were telling each other ghost stories, and this is when Mary Shelley conceptualized Frankenstein. They, that was her ghost story. And she, like, went on to, like, fucking invent to eat. science fiction yeah. and literally eat. Um, shout out Mary Shelley. Percy Shelley was a dick. She deserved better. Anyway. And supposedly um, the vampire character in Polidori's story is based a little bit off of Lord Byron. And if you know anything about him, he was a, like, handsome, dark, brooding, fucking bisexual man you heard that? Um, and he was sticking his dick in a lot of different locations. Like, let's just put it that way. Uh, anyway. So this is kind of followed by Varney the Vampire in 1845. And, drum roll please, Carmilla. And Carmilla was the mother of all erotic vampire novels in 1872. And 
basically, so it was like the OG bodice ripper vampire. And ladies and gentlemen, it's fucking lesbian. <laughs> That's right. Lesbian. So like this whole, the beginning of like this uh, sexualization, or this more specific um, explicit sexual sexualization of vampires is gay. Like there's like this like innate queerness, <laughs> which I always find super fascinating. And then a few years later, you have um, Dracula by Bram Stoker, which was published in 1897, and the girlies were literally fucking shaking in their boots over this novel. Um, our friend Brennan's actually reading it, and apparently she's not really loving it. She's having a tough time getting through it, but... I would, too, based yeah. on what I've fucking read about this. And it's, like, huge. It's really Her big. Coffee. She's thick. Like, it's... Apparently it's told in, like, diary entries and letters, like, to characters, so it's kind of this, like, you're not seeing this actual event, you're seeing the retelling by a character of it, mm -hmm. and, like, that's happening with, like, multiple different characters. I don't, I don't really know if I would like that, personally, because yeah. um, it's very, like, he said, she said. Like, I think there's something to be said for that, and I'm not saying that that can't be good, but I just think, personally... That would piss me off. Like, I want to know what Dracula's saying, what he's thinking. What he's thinking. I want to know his innermost thoughts yeah. as he's biting the necks of yeah. his victims. Like, mm -hmm. I want to know what's going through. Um, is he, like, making his grocery list? Is he... Mm -hmm. Well, actually, he doesn't need to because his food's fucking right there. But... True. <laughs> Blood. 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 Um, <laughs> but I don't know what he was doing. Who knows? So this was adapted to a play in the 1920s, and people were like, y'all. And then the movies followed with, of course, Bella Lugosi's portrayal of Dracula in 1927 being the most famous, like, widely watched, known, consumed today when he's like, I don't drink wine. Mm -hmm. um, fun fact, Bella Lugosi is Hungarian. Um, and he, like, I guess was, like, really pigeonholed into this Dracula role because he, like, spiraled into drug use. Oh. And he died, like, really young. So, so sad. And this was actually preceded by Nosferatu in 1922, which is a silent film that I have not seen. Um, one of my friends was watching it with his little sister the other day. Um, and I was like, oh, that came up in my research. But basically in the 20s, like, vampires get this massive foothold established in pop culture, um, especially with, like, movies. Mm -hmm. Now you have these visual representations of, like, what they look like. And this isn't just in Europe. This is around the world. And ever since then, there's basically been this rise in vampire scholarship. Like, there are, like, 20 fucking iterations of, like, the annotated Dracula. Like, they love to read it and think that they have something new to say. Not that they don't necessarily have something new to say, but, like, still. And I guess, like, when Dracula in 1927 came out, women will go to see this movie and they're literally fainting in the theater. Like... So you have these, this is also the heyday of like Freudian psychology. So you have these like Freudian psychologists like fucking foaming at the mouth at the metaphorical like feast of this fascination with vampires and like what this means for our collective subconscious. I guess Freud had some theories about like people being stuck in the oral stage and they're like really thick stuff. Like he loves the oral tea. stage. Like I don't know. I'm not a Freudian expert. Um... I'm not saying that he didn't make really valuable contributions to psychology, because he did. However, he also had some really fucked up ideas about female sexuality and vaginas and yeah. the clitoris, and, like, fuck him for that. Honestly, um, I'm still stuck in the oral stage. What does that mean? Like, It's like the, it's like oral fixation. 
like you have the oral stage when you're a baby where like yeah. you put things in your mouth and you need to like suck on things <laughs> and like the my, fucking my vape. Wape. <sighs> my wape, so that's an oral fixation. Okay. Yes. I know a lot of bitches with an oral fixation than Dan. Yeah. I mean, everyone has, like, I think to an extent, everyone has something that they, like, if you bite straws or if you, like, mm-hmm. bite pens, you know, your finger. I would agree. It's not vaping for me, but I do enjoy a cheeky cig. There may have been a point in time in my life where I enjoyed more than just a cheeky cig, but. There it is. <laughs> it's, it's not there anymore. <laughs> In 1995, Nina Auerbach published Our Vampires Ourselves, so to all you WGSS majors out there, I hope you're fucking laughing, because that's a play on Our Bodies Ourselves, which is, like, this, like, groundbreaking book in terms of, like, people with vaginas, like, getting to know their bodies and, like, coming together. It's, like, all these, like, firsthand experiences and stories of, like, women masturbating and, like, sexual desire and, like, what fucking labia look, like, stuff like that. It's really sick. Um, so it's kind of funny that she did that. <laughs> and in this book, she makes this argument that the vampire as we have come to know him is a romantic Victorian creation. And thus, largely, at least at first, was a projection of Victorian anxieties over immigration and homosexuality. Mm. And she even makes an argument for allu- uh, allusions to anxiety over what she labels as the quote-unquote new woman, which is essentially like the idea that uh, women are like, more than like one dimensional characters yeah. well, like crazy <laughs> like whoa um but she talks about this there's a character in dracula by bram stoker named nina and you see like nina embodying both these like traditionally masculine and traditionally feminine traits of like so you have like she's compassionate and she's caring and she's empathetic but she's also like a working woman and she's like getting her fucking bag and all these things that are not really super normal for women in her time period and like the way that like Stoker like navigates that character like kind of betrays the fact that he's like a little uncomfortable with how like not traditionally submissive and feminine Mina is which I thought was an interesting point um it's also really worth noting that the common theory that Dracula is inspired by Vlad Tepes aka Vlad the Impaler a Wallachian prince of the 15th century who earned a unique reputation for cruelty while defending his homeland um, which is present day Romania against the Turks and this was, like, first uh, proposed in The Essential Dracula by Raymond T. McNally and Radu Florescu. That's a Romanian name. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And this has since been discredited, apparently, which I wasn't aware of because I, like, knew about that theory. Um, but I didn't know that it was Vegas book, so that's interesting. And in regards to, like, the queerness of vampires, kind of pivoting back to Carmilla. <laughs> It's basically, like, this coming-of-age story where this, like, young girl is, like, living in this, like, lonely countryside manor or whatever with her dad and her governess, and her governess is, like, a super hard-ass, and this, like, girl shows up that's the main character's name is Laura, that's Laura's age, and it's like, oh my god, I've just been in this, like, terrible accident, please take me in, and they're like, OMG, of course, like, vibes, and this girl's name is Carmilla, and Laura and Carmilla become extremely close. And Carmilla's, like, not really explicitly named as a vampire for, like, a lot of the story. There's, like, a lot of build-up to that. And I won't go into the whole plot line. But obviously, since this is 1872, there's not, like, explicit scenes of lesbian sexuality. But you have, like, all this, like, discussion of how, like, close, like, Laura feels to Carmilla. And how she's, like, making her feel things that she's never felt before. And, like... There is, like, a 
kissing scene I'm pretty sure and there's like all these moments where like she's having like weird like erotically charged dreams and then she like wakes up and there's like this cat in her bed and like vampires are supposed to be able to shapeshift and yeah so it's like very interesting but um this article by Sebastian Gonzalez Ramirez talks about how like the collusion of Carmilla's evilness and homosexuality is really interesting in the context of the Victorian period because this is before homosexuality is like really an idea identity Mm -hmm. so like it seems really crazy to us that it would be published at that time but in the same way like people weren't thinking about same-sex desire as like what how we think of it today like it's not conceptualized as an identity in the same way and of course like because Carmel is evil like she can only be gay because she's evil like she can only have these weird like perverted quote-unquote desires because she's a vampire who like fucking wants to kill you or something so again this like aligning of like queerness and sexuality and like just sexual desire in general with vampires um and this continues um in twilight Mm. like stephanie meyer is a mormon (laughs) and not to say that and i don't i'm not gonna like i wouldn't say anything about like mormons but i'm just not like well versed in your like culture or beliefs but Mm -hmm. There is this, like, super, if you think about the fact that all four Twilight books are thick as fuck, and they're so, it's all about this relationship, but they literally don't fuck until the last book. So it's just them literally lusting and being yeah. horny for each other. And, like, there's this constant, like, Ed, like Bella's like, oh my god, I want to have sex with you, I want to have sex with you, I want to have sex with you. Like, uh, so horny. Bitch, masturbate. But, whatever. And Edward's constantly like, no, like, I could hurt you. Like, this is dangerous. Like... So this is, like, this, like, weird, like, subtle, like, abstinence narrative. And the idea that it, like, makes sex better or more, like, amazing once you're, like, finally married. Like, they literally don't fuck till they get married. That's fake as fuck. Which is crazy! Like, and I had never thought about that before, but you have them literally, like, lusting for each other. And, like, Auerbach talks about how Edward and Bella, like, don't have sex because of this perceived risk that Edward's gonna hurt her. And, like, how that is Stephanie Meyer, like, subtly being, like, maybe y'all should, like, wait to have sex. (laughs) Which I personally would just like to say, I think the fact that they are waiting to have penetrative sex is, like, so reductive. Like, that's such a reductive portrayal of what sex is because, like, Bitch, Edward could use a vibrator on her. Yeah. Like, something. If he was really that worried. Or, can like... eat her out? Or like, what's... Fu- well, he, I don't know if he can eat her out because of his fangs. But I'm like, what's to fucking stop him from fingering her? Yeah. Like, what? Where? I'm like, y'all act like the only sexual act is to put a penis inside a vagina. And that's just not true. Like, what the fuck? I'm really disappointed, Stephanie Meyer. Like, you fed into the trope of penetrative homo- heteronormative sex is the only real sex you could possibly have. Well, then she inspired Fifty Shades, so... And she did give us that. Yeah, but, like, she didn't give us that. That was the Fifty Shades girly giving us that. Yeah, inspired by Twilight. Inspired by Twilight, which is inspired by... It's the 9-11 to Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, but there's... Isn't My Chemical Romance in there somewhere? Yes, it was 9-11, My Chemical Romance, Twilight, Twilight, Fifty Shades. LOL, I'm dying. Which I could... Something, explain, something, no need. <laughs> something that Ben has in common with Stephanie Meyer is that they're both in things. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't wait to text him that. But anyway, and then I read this uh, article by this girl, Ruby Friedman, um, from Berkeley, and I act, this is the person that's like, mm. I got their contact information, and I was like, oh my god, I want to like reach out to them, but I don't want to be super brave. Yeah. Um, and she, like, talks about how cannibalism is this universal taboo, and yet we're, like, really obsessed with vampires, um, mm-hmm. which 
they suck your blood, so it's pretty close. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and she talks about how the sexualization of vampires, again, like, create this abstinence narrative of sex being really dangerous, which is, like, again, like, Edward and Bella, like, the physical intimacy between a human and a vampire couple is, like, constantly towing this line of, like, you're going too far and, like, you're risking something. And you can, like, see this in, like, True Blood with, like, quote-unquote bangbangers, like, vampire blood addicts. Again, in Twilight. And she goes on to say that these supernatural characteristics cover up the fact that we as humans may desire these behaviors even when they aren't fantastical and can't be excused by some sort of supernatural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And she makes the argument of vampire obsessions being inherently kinky in some way, but does state that there is a, definitely a line between cannibalism and kink, which I agree with her. Like, I don't think that having a obsession with vampires makes you weird. I just think it's interesting to think about and unpack where that comes from. Um, but I would like to hear what you have to say about cannibalism because I have a lot of thoughts because I started reading into it, but then I was like, that's her, that's her area. I'm a big fan of sexual cannibalism. <laughs> In the animal world, the animal kingdom, mm -hmm. but I've just always like been really intrigued by it because it's like, it's typically, I'll get into this, but it's typically female that Meeting men. eats the male, mm -hmm. which I was always like, that's so slay. Slay like, mm -hmm. um, so A literal man eater. Sexual cannibalism, for a definition, killing and cons consumption of potential or actual mating partners in a mating contest. Like I said, typically female eating male. And there's a couple ways it can come about. Different reasoning for sexual cannibalism, pairs, all that. But the thing I thought was very interesting is I read an article that listed what the cannibal is like most concerned with in this act okay. and it's like the nutritional aspect of the cannibalism is it like when you eat your own placenta <laughs> kind of oh um the sexual size dimorphism or like which is like the size between the male and the female mm -hmm. um and also like sexual selection or procreation you know finding the traits you want and also just like behavioral syndromes of these different organisms so like there's this hypothesis, it's called the aggressive spillover hypothesis, but it basically suggests that like pre-insemination sexual cannibalism, oh. which is one of the ways it can happen, it just comes from a basic like foraging instinct. What? Like, lack of food. They're oh just, my god. Okay, wait, I like, I don't, wait, what, besides the praying mantis, what animals? Are... Black widow. It's a lot oh. of, um. It's a lot of insects, right? Yeah, mostly like spidery, arachnid-type meats. Because I thought they always, like, chomped, like, after <laughs> after sex. Some of them, there is can like... Like, the praying mantis, like, eats her partner. I have something to say about the praying I'll oh. get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little different, and they were talking about, like, pre-insemination and post-insemination, or, like, during, like, the cannibalism can happen at any time. No shit. Um, which I'll get into with They mantis. really keep you on your, their toes. Yeah. So. so, like, hunger is just the most basic motivator for them cannibalizing I'm horny and I want a snack, so why don't you yeah. fulfill both my needs? Two birds, one stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit! Um. And then the size difference. So, like, if you look at a black female black widow spider, they're huge. And I yeah, actually they're fucking terrifying. I watched a video where they said 
the female is like such and such times the weight of the male and they were like that's like if the male is 200 pounds and the female is 6,000 pounds. Holy shit! Like she's so the much ratio? bigger. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, so you really are fucking roadkill. Yeah, like mommy is in charge. Like you serve, you literally serve no purpose but to breed and yeah. then once you're done, yeah. you're done. I kind of love that. I know. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Not that I want to, like, eat no my partners or anything no, like that, because I, absolutely. like, don't. Also, like, yeah, just no. Regardless of what sex you are, I generate yeah. identification. Yeah. But, like, I love that, like, you serve one purpose and you fucking know it. Yeah. Like, like they know their place. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's a gamble every time because females might mate with, like, smaller males mm-hmm. not necessarily for like the reproductive like purpose to like create usually you like vet your mate yeah based on traits that like you they have to. and yeah they're um, like oh you have like yeah blonde hair so whatever yeah a lot of females that like partake in sexual cannibalism i mean they use aggression to like screen their partner anyway mm-hmm. um to see if they're like maybe too aggressive or not very aggressive and in that case they can eat them <laughs> afterwards like uh wolf spiders they attack and consume any males who don't meet their criteria for a mate oh so like if you're not fuckable like your your food you're eating yeah oh shit just kind of slay that's a little slay mm-hmm. then you're only left with himbos yeah and himbo oh. wolf spiders and that goes into like the pre-insemination cannibalism context because so they eat ones that they don't fuck yeah okay um and they call those signaling errors so like if the male doesn't prove his like identity or his like desire his worth to fuck or his worth oh like, my god oh the cannibalism will happen like pre-sex oh so like step up <laughs> like be on your fucking best behavior or you're gonna get eight yeah oh she ate she ate she literally ate <laughs> I am like obsessed with that. It's so funny. And I guess prove your worth, guys. Yeah. Prove your fucking worth. Take a note from the wolf spider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can stop thinking about that. That's so funny. <laughs> but there in the case of like, say the black widow, like males are taking a gamble every time they go to procreate with Yeah, they're like, the Are you gonna eat me? Out? Like, you know, she's huge and you just don't you don't know. But I guess Black widow spiders, like, you can tell um, based on cues from their webs if they're, like, well-fed, which, like, a male prefers a well-fed. Yeah, because they're <laughs> so like, oh, so you're less them. likely to eat me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, that I, that's really cool that they signal that way, though, yeah. with their webs. And I watched, I watched some videos. <laughs> I Like, they're not for the faint of heart, I will say. Um, the I Black Widow one wasn't as bad because she kind of, like, she has her web and he approaches and, like, uses his little legs and kind of, like, does a dance for her. And she's like, oh, nice. Like, let's fuck. So oh, nice. They do. And he, like, puts his, like, little sperm sack into her or whatever. She, like, it looked like it was immediate she laid the eggs. I was like, oh, that's weird. They just yeah. put two things together. But he also leaves a little piece of himself inside of her, which I thought was interesting. Um, Very interesting. Like, you know, he's all there for his queen he's like impl- implementing or I imprinting that's like really he just like needs a little like me. piece of the penis or something ah or not penis or whatever but um but then afterwards like right after he like 
shoots. She starts like wrapping him up in a web. Oh my god! And like no time wasted. And it's like nom, 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 and like eats him. That's crazy. So he's like, oh, here's something to remember me by. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, fuck you. And then she's like, hung. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Cut through. So that's mostly the Black Widow. And then the print. Oh, the mantis. I watched a video. Don't they bite off their mates' heads? Yes. Yeah, okay. But Slay. here's the thing. So, like, again, the female's, like, much larger. Yeah. And she has, They're like, big. these pinchers, like, on her arms, like, mm-hmm. Liga Protector Gray, whatever. And, like, the, the tiny, the skinny little male comes up, and he's, like, trying to woo her. Trying to woo her. And it works, you know. They're they're getting to it. And in, like, the middle of the act, the deed, she starts to eat him. Oh, so it's, like, and he's part like, of it. He's still, like, going at it. Pumping away. She eats his head oh. first. He has no head. Like, just this long neck. He's still, like, his nerves oh my God. are, like, made so that he will continue to procreate. Oh, my like, God. No head. Wait, that's insane. So, no head? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just, like, eats him. Wait, that's crazy. But it does... <laughs> I saw this one quote that I just thought was absolutely iconic. And the mantis eating her mate quote, ensures he continues to provide for their children after death as food. That's because like slay though. Like talk about child support. No, literally, like <laughs> eating the male afterwards, it's like so nutritious for the female that like she's more likely to produce more eggs like, or whatever at, if she eats. Oh. So it's like you get rid of one male to, to have produce more. like hundreds of eggs oh, that'll turn into mantises. <laughs> Like, survival economics we, we can get rid of one <laughs> we can get rid of one like yeah prioritization of like thousands over one yeah that's like really chaotic neutral energy it is that's crazy and also the video i was watching was like they were meeting at like the end of summer and they wouldn't have survived the winter anyway oh so it's so kind it's of like, like well, it makes sense for her to eat him because then she like gets the nutrition she pops out all the babies and, and then they would die. They would have died. Anyway. That makes sense. I mean, that's like so interesting to me because and kind of like insane that once his head is like literally severed from you his have body. To watch it. it's, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> no, I like have to keep looking away. Like, oh, the part where he has no head. Does there, like, is there sound effects? No, there's someone talking. Okay. I'm like, oh I it's can't like, imagine them munching. No, it, <laughs> it's so I interesting. Don't think I, could I was listen. like, wait, like <laughs> I just like He's literally eating him. Like that's insane. Because I just think of the fact like, oh, when you cut off, like if you cut off like a person's head, yeah, they're not moving. No. Like the brain is like the center of your nervous yeah. system. Like you're fucking dead. Yeah, and like that's it for you, bro. No, they still. They is there still brain no in head. their head? Like, does it have? Does it have to do with where their brain is? I don't know. All it said was that their nerves. Like, are still. Is it like running around reason. like a chicken with your head cut off? Probably. On? Because, like, chick- I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, I mean, this, this saying exists because yeah. chickens' nerves keep firing yeah. after decapitation. At least for a little bit. Um, yeah, for a little while. Long enough to pump and dump. <laughs> I guess. Which, like, slay. I mean, if I could just get rid of the head of a man and have him still Michelle! Here's what I'm gonna say. I started saying it and I was like, I can't. Shut up. Shut up. Anyway. So, yeah, we love.
increase like the man's investment in the offspring by just like eating child support and then child support pumping out his kids. But I'll end with um a little fact. A little fact or two. Um, this is specifically about um, DeSantis, but the sexual cannibalism. It's this article said occurs thirteen to twenty eight percent of the time. Like, oh, so not it's not all the time no. then. Okay, and I thought it was every single time. Oh. And then at that point, I was like, "How are you not killing yeah. yourselves off?" Like yeah. at a certain point, because I feel like then you would have like a limited supply. Yeah. Mantises, or is this in general? This for is insects across this is the, the mantis. Okay, okay, just the mantis. And during mating season, males make up about 63% of the female diet. A man-eater. <laughs> That's like a new definition. Like, fuck. <laughs> That's crazy. I was reading that there are, like, this is obviously for humans, because I, I did start reading about sexual cannibalism. Mm-hmm. And apparently there are, like, several different subtypes of sexual cannibalism, like, that are fetishes. And vampirism is one of them, which is, like, the blood, like mm-hmm. drinking the blood. And this also includes gynophilia, which is a sexual arousal of cooking and eating women, specifically oh. women. Oh, awesome. Love m- oh, when course. misogyny and vampirism and cannibalism collide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then menophilia, which is the sexual fantasy of drinking somebody's menstrual blood. This is from a blog that, like, it wasn't supporting cannibalism. It was, yeah. like, like de- it was, like, breaking it down. And it was called The Eat Is Hot. <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny it was a blog post rather and I was like thinking about all of the phrases that we have that ref- like refer to people as like good enough to eat or like mm. cute enough to eat or like delicious a snack mm. dessert a snack oh, <laughs> a snack you're eating. <laughs> you're eating she ate or like with like little kids like I could just eat you up like you're so cute like that's like so weird and I feel like we never stop to think about the fact that we're literally manifesting the ultimate form of closeness or like admiration as literal consumption yeah of the other person yeah which is really weird like psychologically to me like oh like I, I don't know it like makes you think of like how people are like oh my god like being like sexually intimate with someone is like the closest you can be to someone and then this is this like kink that's like I'm so close to you like I want like you in like to consume like you yeah like I want to like eat you like for you to become like part of me or like vice versa um I mean you kind of do that with like cum oh well I guess yeah I guess like, bodily, sharing bodily fluids. Sharing. I guess, but, like, something about, like, the, like... I think just because it's taboo. The chomp. Yeah. Like, that. And the um, blood can give you, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have safe it's sex, sanitary. guys. It's, it's... Drinking somebody's blood is not fucking no, sanitary. No. Sexual cannibalism is not sanitary. No. Red flag. Yeah. And then I also was thinking about, like, the religious part of it. And, like, how the fact that Christian communion is literally meant Drinking to be the blood. flesh and blood of Christ. Like, are, yeah. are the Christians okay? No. Like, they're not. Like, who? Even, like, sexual, or cannibalism in general. There are, like, three, pretty much three universal taboos that I think exist in almost every culture. Maybe there are some cultures where cannibalism isn't as much of a taboo. I'm not saying I know everything. Yeah. But... Generally speaking, menstruation, incest, and cannibalism are, mm-hmm. like, 
pretty un like uni menstruation and incest like universal taboo yeah. like uni and cannibalism pretty near universal yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I hope <sighs> at least in the quote unquote West which yeah. is political creation but whatever and like white Christian like whatever like they're like the the ones that are like the West the West blah, 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 like the, who have this like really Orientalist view but I'm like you are the ones who are literally pretending to eat somebody every yeah, Sunday and drink true. their blood like. But they're like, don't have sex until marriage. Don't never do it. Like, mm. <laughs> you will go to hell. But like, here, what a Christ! And like, what? I just find that so crazy. Like, they are staring into the sun and not looking directly in the mirror. Like, that's what I'll stare say. directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. Above, I just am like, what the fuck? And then I don't think that there is a coincidence. Like the Ruby Friedman's article that I was reading, and how sexually charged or erotic, like all vampire stories are. Like, I think there is something about that, like, forbidden nature of it. Like, this is dangerous for me or not safe. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, I'm, we're gonna like have this experience that's like fucked up, mm -hmm. but like bond over it, yeah. which is like very interesting. I don't know. And I feel what like are it's your thoughts? the neck is like, such a the neck is a very sexual yeah, location spot so it's like, very intimate because yeah. you're so close to somebody yeah to have like the vampire go for your neck yeah like when edward like goes in and she's like bite me right now and he goes in and just like kisses her on the neck and he's like you gotta do it right now like at the end of the movie Ooh. it's so like steamy because then it's like oh, a little neck kiss a little like, neck kiss well that's like when, when they were talking about when I was, or rather, when I was reading about the oral fixation, like, the, with, like, fang, like, the obsession with, like, fangs and, like, biting or, like, kissing, mm -hmm. like, just, like, the mouth is such, like, a sensuous mm -hmm. part of the body. Yeah. And it's, like, so obviously tied up in, like, intimacy. And then I was also thinking about, like, something in regards to Twilight, or actually, no, just vampire lore in general. There's, like, some vampire fantasy that's like not like biting on the neck there, there's one story actually it's a trilogy it's really good it's called the discovery of witches highly recommend any of you fantasy lovers out there it's excellent and it's very historically well researched it's like so fucking good very detailed but they go into the fact that like when vampires like mate they like drink from like the heart vein which is actually like obviously over your heart not on your neck and like so they're like oh my god like there's one point when the vampire love interest is like I would never bite you on your neck like what the fuck like yeah. that's so disrespectful and she's like what so they bite you in the heart they bite you like right like, yeah, like above the, the yeah the decolletage <laughs> I'm like I'm sure that there's some anatomical vein there I don't fucking know it um, it was a book but he's like oh my god no I would never bite you there that's so disrespectful like okay and then like also like in the vampire diaries um <laughs> which i did watch and it's very entertaining so i fucking support it there's one point like when elena becomes a vampire and she like is having all this trouble drinking blood long story damon ian somerhalder's character is like who's also a vampire it's like okay like drink mine but like don't tell stefan his brother because that's like the love triangle that you that like I that this happened like yeah. don't because it's like quote unquote blood sharing is like this super intimate vampire thing oh and I'm just god. like oh my god <laughs> everyone's obsessive with the chopping and the biting and the drinking and the bleeding <laughs> like Jesus Christ like well, I don't know like I just think it's so crazy like oh I think it really has to do with like taking this like other part of your of someone like into yourself yeah 
But, like, what do you think about, like, Army Hammer? Like, that's fucking whack. Like, let me cut off your toe and carry you around. <laughs> like, that's fucked. I just hate him for that because I love Call Me By Your Name. I know. He literally ruined it. A crime for so many reasons. Like, that was honestly 9-11. Yeah. For like, the gay, <laughs> gay film, film fans. Like, literally. Oh, him and Timmy were so hot in that movie. Like, fuck. I need to rewatch. I would rewatch. And now I, like, can't watch, like, anything with him in it. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I can't. It's like, you can't unsee something, no. but I obviously didn't see it. Like, I just read about it, and I can't forget about it. Yeah. It's, like, in my mind. And I just, like, can't imagine a man hitting me up in my DMs and being like, can I have a little taste? <laughs> like, what? Have you ever had someone suck on your toes? No. What's your... <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I feel like... I feel like I'm a little self... My feet are, like, fine. Like, I, I have been told I have like, not by in a sexual situation, but, like, I have, like, pretty feet in terms of, like, bone structure and stuff, which I, I know sounds really weird, but I was a dancer, I was a dancer, guys, I was a dancer, so my arches, slay, slay as fuck, but I feel like because I was a dancer, like, I even asked you get max, like, all throughout high school, my feet were, like, so fucked up all the time, because yeah. I was always, like, in point shoes, and so, like, my toenails were always, like, clipped, I never had nail polish on, like, I have a ton of calluses, so I feel like I don't really want, like, even though my feet, like, obviously look normal now or reasonably normal, I'm just, yeah. like, don't really, <laughs> I feel like I, like, carry that, like, trauma of having, like, I don't know why I asked that. Like, I was, like, connected <laughs> to vampires somehow. Well, it Maybe is, like, sucking. Yeah, like, it is, like, a... <laughs> like, like, sucking on a fingy, like... I, oh, I've sucked on a fingy. Oh, yeah. And other things, obviously. Right, hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> but I feel like that's the... Cl- the sucking and like hickeys and stuff like that. I, know, I feel like well hickeys is like, very oral fixation vibes yeah, like oh incredibly to, to like actually a having a snack that's like yeah bon appetit <laughs> yeah I just like can't I also think it's funny that like or not funny but as you like progress or I don't know I feel like giving hickeys is like a really big thing in high school mm-hmm. like for or for when you're like first kind of coming into your sexuality because it's like oh my god like this like mark that this sexual encounter left on you whatever and I'm not saying that hickeys can't be hot ever because I feel like if someone gives me a hickey and it's not in a place that's like hard to hide I don't care like sure like and I I think like obviously like receiving them can can be nice depending obviously but like hickeys like on your neck and shit I'm like what are we 12 not what are we vampires? Yeah, what are we vampires? Like, why are you why are you so fucking obsessed with my neck, dude? Like, what the fuck? Although I guess Capricorns are like the organ of the body that's like associated is skin, so we're very like tactile people, supposedly astrology. Um, so I do like, I don't know, I like like, I like having like whatever like people like kiss my neck and yeah. stuff. Like that's hot. Like I I think a lot of people would agree with me if yeah. not most. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's something, like, almost, like, I feel like a, a consensus that is, like, immature to, like, give it to my neck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about vampires. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, oh, my God. There's a part in Buffy, the vampire slayer. An amazing show. Fucking cinema. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Seven seasons. Everything eats. The fashion, the music, everything. The plot. 
amazing. Anyway, I think it's like season three or four, maybe. Dracula is in it. He like shows up for like one fucking episode. I don't know because he's just, like, ooh, famous vampire, ooh, Dracula. <laughs> yeah, a little cameo. <laughs> like a little, <laughs> a little cameo. But she like he has this sort of like power, like mind manipulation thing, whatever. And so Buffy the, the Slayer. Uh-huh. Is like, oh, I need to kill him, obviously, but he's like woo wooing her, and she's like, I kind of like want to be like bitten, like what the fuck, like, and this is not something that she ever desires, and she, her two major love interests in throughout the show are both vampires, but she's never like, oh my god, bite me, mm-hmm. like ever, 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 but um, he like bites her on her neck. And then she's, like, wearing this, like, little ascot to, like, cover it. Which she wears ascots, like, sometimes in general. But everyone's, like, blah, blah, blah. and then they, like, find out. And they're, like, oh, my God, you let him bite. Blah, blah, blah. What's wrong with you? Blah, blah. And it's just, like, woo, shameful thing. And she's, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so sorry. But she doesn't turn into a vampire? No, no, no. Because that's not how it works. You have to, like, be, like, killed. Oh, fuck. I forget how they turn in um, Buffy. Fuck. How do they? I think they, like, have to drink. They have to, like, drink blood, be killed, and then, like, buried. I know that in the vamp, yeah, there's, this is another thing, it's like, how are vampires made? In, there's always some, in, I feel like across most, like, vampire lore, it's always, like, they have to drink vampire blood, like, as a human, and then be killed, like, while that's, or if you, like, drink too much of it, I think, like, in one of my favorite theories... <laughs> it's art. Uh, don't judge. Uh, I think it, at a certain point, if you drink too much of it, it kills you. Or no, wait, no, never mind. It doesn't. You have to be killed while it's in your body, and then you have to be like buried, and you have to like claw your way out of your own grave, and like drink blood. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking work. Yeah. Like they, they're like, want eternal life? Fucking work for it, bitch. Get down in your knees in the dirt and dig. Okay, don't. Toil for it, toil for it. Well, this is like we were having this conversation <laughs> when we were watching Twilight the other night, and it was like, would you want to be a vampire or a werewolf? And I was like, honestly, I think, I think my personality is like, I think if you were to talk to me, it would be like, oh, well, you'd make a better vampire because I think I would like would personality wise make a better vampire. Just saying, but like I wouldn't want to live forever. No, I don't have any interest in that. I think that would be really sad and hard. And also, like, damn, I like to eat. Like, imagine, yeah. like, I don't know, like, imagine, like, not being able to, like, consume normal food and, like, enjoy it. You have like, for it. That would suck. That would literally fucking suck. And, like, I don't know, maybe blood is uber tasty at that point, but. It's, like, skinny all-liquid diet. It's literally skinny all-liquid diet. And also, like, all the vampires in pop culture are, like, since, like, 18, 19 are hot as fuck. Like, they're always so hot. And there was some article I read, and it was like, why are we so obsessed? And it was like, wait, where's the list? Okay, it's by Dr. Belissa Vranich. Vranich? I'm not sure how you say that. It's called Why We Love Vampires, The Psychology Behind the Obsession. It's honestly not an article, no offense, doctor, but it was a bulleted list. But basically, she's like, vampires are, like, lonely, but... They're loners, but not lonely. Mm-hmm. They're minimalists. Like, they don't rely on anything. They're, like, completely self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Like, they're uber strong, fast. Like, they have all these, like, crazy supernatural abilities. And, like, because they're immortal, they have, like, centuries worth of, like, knowledge and experience. Values. And they're fucking hot. Yeah. Like, they're always gorgeous. And they are literally 
she wraps it up with like they're the like archetype of the bad boy or the femme fatale mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so like it's like you said like so dangerous that like they could kill but you but I can't resist but it's like I can't resist they're so hot which I just think is interesting and I also do think it's curious that like so much of the vampire obsession is like with teen it's like it has to do with like adolescent female desire like it's specifically like women that mm-hmm. this is being marketed to. Not saying that there aren't men out there that are like, we know some of them. Um, <laughs> however, I'm just like it's definitely. I feel like it is like marketed towards like a more like submissive like Fifty Shades sexuality, and then you have fucking Fifty Shades. Like I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, why do you think teen girls are like what? Or I don't know. Why do you Probably think the danger. The, yeah, the uncertainty and, like, the unknown. I think it also is just, like, again, like, it's, like, you're reading about something that's so erotically charged, but you're it's not usually, like, graphic sex. Like, no. there isn't really, there isn't sex in Twilight. It's the pining and the yearning. It's the pining and the yearning. And they that's something that teen girls can relate to because mm-hmm. they're not necessarily having sex yet. And a lot of the sex you're having is probably the worst sex you're ever going to have in your life. Respectfully, I'm sorry. So if anyone's listening that's a teenager, uh, it gets better. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) Or if you think it's great now, just fucking wait. Like, it gets better. (laughs) But yeah, I don't... I don't know if you have anything else. Oh, wait. Oh my god, no. You need to watch Fresh. Like, the trailer. Because I, I haven't seen it yet. You're going to get a live reaction. I haven't watched it in a while, so. Then you need to watch the um, Brave Mantis with no head. Oh my god, I don't know if I can. <laughs> like, I really don't. I, I don't know about that. Or do you want to watch the Raw trailer? Either one. We'll watch Fresh because it's less fucking visually disturbing. It's like he's saying, okay, so I haven't seen it, um, but it's supposed to be like kind of obviously about, like, talks about sexual cannibalism, but also talks about, like, it's supposed to, like, make fun of or point fun at, like, the modern dating. And, like, she, like, finds this guy that she's, like, really into, and then he's, like, into this fucking, because he's crazy. Yeah. He's into this, like, cannibalism, and she's, like, trying to satisfy his appetites, basically. And, like, the things that, like, you, like, do for a part, like... The links that, like, you will go to for a partner. It's crazy. Like, I want to watch it so bad, but... Oh, my God. I can't watch it alone. Because I'm only... Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what... Raw is, like, a lot more person... I mean, the trailer for Raw is, like, really visually disturbing. Like, I won't make you watch it right now. But, anyway, do we have any other uh, thoughts? Not really. I just want to show you the thing. <laughs> I can't find the video. <laughs> Guys, I'm glad she can't watch the video of the praying mantis. Maybe you'll make me watch it later. Oh my god. But, um, yeah, I'm curious as to what you all are going to be for Halloween, to be Mm -hmm. honest. If you're in a place in the world that celebrates Halloween. Which we're kind of not. We're kind of, like, in a not place, but we're gonna go to, like, some silly little club that's, like, bloody sexy Halloween for the the fucking Americans. Yeah. Um... But, like, I love Halloween, so I don't fucking care. Anyway, but, yeah, if you want to maybe, like, I don't know. This will be out before Halloween, so 
that's kind of why we need to like record it today because I was like, I need time. But yeah, share uh, your thoughts, your feelings. Maybe um, if you've if you've ever had an encounter with some sexual cannibalism, I would be really interested. I would be very. Um, Michelle would be even more interested than me. Well, I'd be scared, but I would be really scared for you, and I hope you're okay. But like, I'm very intrigued. It's like a really fucking weird thing. Yeah. But I just think psychology is fucking insane. Um, yeah. So I'd love to hear about it. But if it doesn't traumatize you too much to share. Uh, <laughs> that being said, um, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you for listening. And give us a little, little follow, a little like, mm-hmm. a little share, a little fucking five stars. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. 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 Five stars, please. Mm-hmm. That's it for today. So uh, bye. You fascinate me, you devastate me, because my dearie, you irritate me so, you irritate me so.